Hey everybody, what's going on? Oh yeah, back. Um, I know there were a couple of you guys that uh, I saw on Twitter during the week that were like pissed, like offended that I was still off last week. Well, what can I tell you, man? Uh, sometimes you got to put real time into your, your real life and your real family. And, um, and so glad to be back, dude. So happy to be back this week, man. And I am coming back on the day. You know, the NFL playoffs are set. What an incredible group of storylines we have going into these NFL playoffs. Tonight's the national championship game of college football. Uh, there's just so much to get to today. So happy to be back. Let me start off by thanking all of our great sponsors. Those of you that are with us again for 2024. I'll start off with these guys right here. Seven Mile Casino. Their website is sevenmilecasino.com. Alex just put that QR code up on the screen. If you want to go play blackjack and poker and table games, and you want to have a great brunch on Saturday and Sunday at Sammy's Restaurant and Bar, or you want to have a great lunch or dinner during the week, this is the place to go. By the way, if you're looking for a place this afternoon to go watch the national championship game, come on down to Seven Mile Casino. You could be playing. You could be eating. You could be watching. It could be a great day for you. Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com. Speaking of, uh, of having fun in a casino, how about my people at Prize Picks? By the way, oh my God, I have been ice, ice cold. It all started last week when the Lakers were playing. I, I don't even remember who they're playing. LeBron James has 24 points, right? His more or less number was 26 and a half. I went more. LeBron hits this shot, right? It, it's good. And there's a controversy as to whether or not it's a two-pointer or a three-pointer. Well, they ruled it a two. They showed it over and over and over again that LeBron actually had his toe and his foot behind the three-point line. He went from 24 points to 26 points. Had he made that three, had it been ruled a three, which it should have been, I would have won. But instead, they ruled it a two. I lost. I have been ice, ice cold on prize picks. So, again, send me your picks. Tell me what you're playing. You're probably doing more research than I am. I'm trying to save what I've got left in my bank to uh, get into the playoffs. Because here's the thing. I started the season with $100. When you go to prizepicks.com slash great friends, they'll match your first deposit 100% up to $100. I put in 100 bucks at the beginning of the football season. I've won over $800 worth of plays, but I've only got $77 in my account. I'm trying to make it through the entire football season with that first $100. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. Get in the game, especially for the football playoffs, which are coming up this week. Okay, let me tell you something else that's going on. These guys right here, Athletic Greens, AG1. I started my 30-day Athletic Greens Challenge today. This is my own personal challenge to myself. Look, everybody starts the year, I want to get healthy, I want to get fit, I want to save more money, all the new, you know, typical New Year's resolutions. For me, I have made a couple of major, major lifestyle changes. I haven't talked about them yet. Maybe I will. But I'll tell you this, 30 straight days. Today was day one. 30 straight days of Athletic Greens. Join me. If you have not yet bought a subscription for Athletic Greens, it will cost you less than a cup of coffee a day. It's all the vitamins and minerals and nutrients and supplements and everything else you need for your body that your food doesn't give to you. And I know mine doesn't. I'm starting my 30-day Athletic Greens challenge today. I started it this morning. Athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. Athletic Greens. Dot com slash Kaplan. If you're ready to get healthy in 2024, let's all do it together. I started my 30-day challenge just this morning. Okay, um, we'll get to more. We will talk about more. And you know what? Before I do, though, I see Tori Holistics popping up. What a great place, man. This past weekend, um, you know, my son's in town. I have a whole story to tell. You know, Alex, I don't know if I told you this or not. Went back, got my son in college, brought mm -hmm. him home. Now he's moving right back to Pittsburgh. Long story. 
But before he does, he's like, dude, they don't have dispensaries in Pittsburgh. They don't have dispensaries in Pennsylvania. I'd really like to go to Tory Holistics before I leave, Dad. Tory Holistics, our promo code, Better Bud. Better Bud will save you 20%. So when you go to Tory or you go to California Holistics, you tell them you've got that promo code, Better Bud, and you're saving 20% when you spend $75 or more. Let's start the show. Hey, great friends. What's going on? Kaplan and crew and the entire crew is back together again and ready for 2024. Now, I know the show was on the air last week on radio, on TV, on YouTube, on audio podcasts, but uh, the full show, all three of us are back together this week. And, and like I said, ready to go for 2024. So excited about this upcoming year. I guess I'm kind of late to the party, right? You know, like like last week, everybody's like, hey, happy new year. I'm excited. I'm ready to go. Me, I still had that that last week off and uh, and ready to go this week. So Grande and Brown Man, good afternoon. What an amazing day today is for us to all get back together on the air. The National Championship of College Football. Jim Harbaugh and Michigan against Washington, the last year of the Pac-12, and a Pac-12 team makes it to the national championship game. And by the way, they're going to the Big Ten next year. So what's left are the two teams from what is now becoming, seems like, the best college football conference in the country. So today's the national championship of college football. There's a lot of history with Jim Harbaugh and San Diego, not just from the end of his playing career with the Chargers, but obviously the beginning of his coaching career at USD. We'll talk a lot about the national championship game as the day goes on. And what a weekend of NFL football with so many different scenarios of who wins, who's in, who loses, who's out, how things get changed based on who wins and loses. So the NFL playoffs are set. And I got a lot I want to talk about with the NFL playoffs, including what a juicy story, man. The Rams, what an incredible year for the Rams to get 10 wins, to make it to the postseason, and to now have Matthew Stafford, their Super Bowl winning quarterback with the Rams, go home to Detroit. He wanted to get out of Detroit. They can't win. He's got to get out of that place. He gets traded to the Rams, wins a Super Bowl. Jared Goff goes to Detroit and now has Detroit hosting a playoff game against their former quarterback, Matthew Stafford, and the Rams coming to town. What an incredible story. And by the way, this was not even on my radar yesterday. I swear to you, a buddy of mine who works for CBS yesterday said, did you see how the Chargers lost? And I said, no, I didn't. And he sent me a picture from SoFi Stadium. I'm like, dude, I didn't even know the Chargers were playing yesterday. Like, I wasn't watching it. The game wasn't locally televised. They barely showed up on red zone. And he showed me a picture from inside SoFi Stadium, which was all red. And I'm like, dude, I swear to you, I didn't even know the Chargers were playing. Uh, that's how inconsequential and how irrelevant their game was. But think about that. The Rams were not predicted to be very good this year. The Chargers were predicted to be a Super Bowl contender this year. The Rams are back in the playoffs. The Chargers are completely irrelevant. So if you're like me and you're a Charger hater, you kind of got to love this story. So between college football tonight, the NFL this past weekend, um, San Diego State playing on national television, and this the basketball team starting to rise again. All these storylines, what a great day to get back on the air. Happy New Year to everybody. Couldn't be ex more excited to be here today. Grande Brown, man, how are we doing today, fellas? Yeah, we're doing good, man. I just tweeted it a little bit ago. Uh, order has been restored in the universe. Respect has been given to my university. 
placing them where they should be above Gonzaga in the rankings. So shout out to the voters for a week late, but getting it right this week at least by putting uh, SDSU at number 19 promptly well ahead of Gonzaga now. So that's Mm -hmm. where my mind's at at this moment. Mm -hmm. Very happy with what I've seen. I went to the game last week, Scott. I saw them play Fresno State. Uh, Watched the whole game on Saturday. Uh, A little close there, but uh, SDSU, I'm very, very happy with the direction of that that program right now. Mm -hmm. And that's where my mindset is because I just experienced, I don't know how to say this, with the most meh NFL season of all time. For as a Vikings fan, it was the most like I wanted them to tank in the beginning because I didn't think they were going to be very good. Mm-hmm. And then they got a little good. And then Kirk mm-hmm. Cousins goes out midway through the season. And it was just like, OK, we had a game and a half of Josh Dobbs. And then we came back to reality. And then we went to Jaron Hall. And then we went to Nick Mullins. And we went back to Jaron Hall. And we went back to Nick Mullins. It was just like, Bleh. so I'm glad that's over. And now I get to be like a natural or objective observer of, for everybody else now, you know? Like, let's just go. Although I do like the spicy Rams. It's a difficult game for them. A little rematch. or not a rematch, but a very, 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 very hostile environment I'm imagining in Detroit. So I'm excited for it. But I am glad that the Viking season is officially over. Mm -hmm. Let's move on. All right. Big Brown in the house. 2024. My man. Uh, What's cooking, baby? I mean, I guess I should welcome you to 2024 because we've been here. (laughs) But. Yep. You know, welcome. You clear, you clean, you look ready, look re- you're rejuvenated. You got mm-hmm. a red like line up the middle of your face like you've been tanning kind of but not really. So yeah. snow probably does a lot of things for you when it Isn't reflects that snow off the tan. snow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Clearly, clearly got the, the goggle tan going. Uh <clears throat> got to tell y'all man, this is uh the season sucked. Not for my team cuz I thought, you know, for our roster, we did pretty well. But as a whole, I agree with Alex. It's probably one of the worst seasons I've ever watched of football. And now that it's come to an end, fittingly, I think everything fell in the right place. To keep it local for the one thing is, hey, Rams, welcome to the second round. Because y'all going to beat Detroit. This was, this fell perfectly for them because I didn't think they could beat Dallas. I thought the only team that I think the Rams can beat because how fast their offense is indoors in Detroit, would be Detroit. And I love Detroit. They're physical. They fight. But I don't think they're going to be able to outscore the Rams. So congratulations to the second round to the Rams. And because in, in the new year, I'm, I'm you know, I'm trying to ascend in another field. I watched the Golden Globes last night. Mm-hmm. Joy Coy, I don't know who you are, brother. And I don't know where you came from. But they're going to make you go back. I'm sorry, brother. I don't, again, that was bad. That was really bad. And that might be the last time they let an Asian comedian do that job. Wait, was it, was a, it bad? Is, is male or female? Male. So male. I didn't see any, I didn't see any of the Golden Globes last night. I had no interest in it. I didn't even know it was on, but I will just tell you this, that I, cause I, here's what happened. Um, when the, when the four o'clock games or the one o'clock games were over yesterday, the late games, um, I was watching the Rams and the Niners mostly because I wanted to see if Puka Nakua was going to break all these rookie records. And and you talk about like a likable guy and your dog, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is once again, a top five quarterback in the NFL. Clearly. I mean, clearly top five backup, top five backup till we get back, but we back. 
but uh, I will just say that uh, I, I did watch that game yesterday between the Rams and the Niners, and I was watching a bunch of red zone in the latter part of the day. But when the game was over, I was like, okay, I think like everybody else, now I'm kind of hyped for this Buffalo-Miami game. What's going to happen? Who's going to win? What's it going to do to the playoff picture, et cetera, et cetera. When the game um, was over, I actually turned my attention to the fourth quarter of the Lakers Clippers. I was actually going to text you last night, Alex. I'm like, yo, mm -hmm. there's like a minute 30 to go in the game and it's tied. Mm -hmm. Like if ever there was a time to watch an NBA game, cause you say, you know, Hey, Christmas is when NBA season starts. Well, we're now mm -hmm. after Christmas and the Lakers and the Clippers were tied late in the game. And the Lakers wound up winning the game. So I went from the bills and the dolphins into the Lakers and the Clippers and I didn't see any of the Golden Globes, not that I really would have a lot of interest in it anyway. But I did see one thing on Twitter last night where whoever the comedian was, what's the person's name? Joe Coy. Coy. Joe Coy. Um, he had this joke about um, Taylor Barbie. Swift. Oh, oh I didn't see that. About Barbie. <laughs> there, there, there was this joke about Taylor Swift where he said something like, the difference between the Golden Globes and the NFL is that you'll see less of Taylor Swift on this broadcast. And they mm -hmm. showed her, and she Which was, like was taking... not accurate. Well, I, I didn't see it. So, I mean, maybe they did show <laughs> was, a lot of Taylor Swift. She was on screen know. a lot last night, dude. I don't know. But, but she went to like take a sip of a champagne glass. Yeah. And either they caught her at the exact time where she was taking a sip so she didn't get a chance to kind of giggle a little, or she just didn't find it funny. I'm not really sure. But it made it look like the bomb really joked. And, and he kind of apologized, like right there on stage. Like, oh, my bad. Sorry. Like, bro, if you're going to be a comedian and you're going to say stuff about people that are there, you got to be fearless. You got to keep going. Yeah, right? I think, I think um, anytime that you're on stage and you apologize, and you say, You're lost. yo, what do you want me to do? I got this job 10 days ago. I didn't write half these jokes. Then don't do the job, bro. Like, then just don't do it. Like, you're just setting yourself up for failure if you're apologizing for jokes you didn't write. Never, yeah. as a non-comedian, never go anywhere. <laughs> never go anywhere if you don't approve the things you're about to say on national television in Hollywood's biggest why, night. Second why biggest was he? Like, why was he hired ten days ago? Is there a storyline there? Uh, no. Sometimes you just don't take the check. They, it, I guess they didn't have. They couldn't find a person to do the job for really in a fact because that's a difficult job to do. Right. And but the last everybody time, want the shot. You would think. You would think. And so maybe it took them a while to come no. down to the decision because they had so many options. They thought, well, he's a comedian. He can come up with jokes in ten days. A good comedian can. Like another you, they thing, tried Jada Pinkett Smith ruined hosting award shows. Nobody wants to do yeah. it for physical threats. <laughs> the problem, the problem is if, if you if you give a person ten days and they're a yeah. good comedian, they can mm. figure it out. But if you mm. give a guy ten days who's an average comedian, you got no chance. And well, that woman had no for, chance. You know what's like for Joe Coy is they did bring up a very good comedian to present an award in Jim Gaffigan. To mm -hmm. present like the best stand-up special, mm -hmm. and Jim Gaffigan was a million times funnier in about two minutes than Joe Coy was the entire night. I don't like, know Jim who Joe Gaffigan, Coy is. Like, and no, and and honestly, I I I remember him because I think, I think he dated Chelsea Handler when she had a show. Joe on, Coy on, did. Yeah. Oh, that only... was him, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That was. But I've never him. seen any of his stuff. I've never seen him in anything else other than her show. 
forgot about that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me let me do this. Let me. Uh, I watched way too well, much Golden Globes last night. I watched way too much Golden Globes. I, okay, I didn't watch simultaneously any. watching on here exactly where I'm sitting. Bills, Dolphins, Lakers, Clippers, Golden Globes, and whatever wow. had the most action on, yeah. I would turn the volume to that one and then Impressive. mute the other stuff. Impressive. No, I that's a, that's a, that's a disease. That's a I disease. didn't watch any Golden Globes. I'll tell you one thing I did. Sickness. Um, and you talk about a sickness, okay? You know, binge watching. I rarely, rarely binge watch any sort of series. But um, because the NFL was playing on Amazon Prime, you know, um, I would go to Prime once a week. And there was this show called Reacher. And I've never heard of Reacher before. I didn't know what Ooh. it was. I didn't know anything about it. Have you guys, have either of you guys seen this series, Reacher? I have, yes. I know I of have. it, but I have not seen it. Okay. So I didn't know anything about it. Then I saw on social media, um, I think I saw Rich Eisen interviewing the lead actor, on this show reacher mm -hmm. very and, and so i was like oh you know i i i've seen the show like on like still shot so i'm i'm gonna follow this guy so i follow this guy and he winds up telling this story that you know people ask him all the time for fitness advice because he's this big giant buff dude right i wish i knew his name the actor and um he he has this thing where he's like walking around with his phone he's like hey you know people ask me all the time for fitness advice he's like I don't know what to tell you guys. I'm not a personal trainer. I don't know a lot. All I know is this. I work out every day. That's what I do. So for some reason, he caught me as being like very funny and likable and personable on social media. So I turned on Reacher. Rachel and I, while we were in Mammoth, we binge watched season one of Reacher. Unbelievably so good. funny and action packed so and like violent and whatever. So then I decide I'm going to watch season two. So I start watching season two of Reacher. I get into the first episode. Now I start binge watching again. Two, three, four, five. I didn't realize that season two has like six episodes out, but like two more still coming. So now I binge watched eight episodes the first season, six episodes the second season. And now like a schmuck, I'm sitting here waiting for Jones. the rest of the, I, I can't believe it. I, I honestly weeks, can't dog. believe it. I know. Friday the 12th and Friday the 19th. I'm pissed. Pissed. Yeah, I thought I was I was very shocked at how good it was. Cause I remember the original Jack Reacher with Tom Cruise, and it just wasn't believable because he was this little guy beating the hell out of all these big dudes. But then you put this guy in the role, then it's very believable because this guy's a, a wall. He's the size of a yeah. house, and he is, he is destroying people in this show, dude. He he is so a it, it was a very good show. Yeah, very I just good. can't believe that I'm into season two and that I've gotten this far where now how I'm, is it? I'm, how's season it, two? I think it's great. Like a little Good. slow in episode one, but after that, it really picks up and you're like, okay, I understand why season two is, is really bomb. So anyway, listen, all this stuff aside, golden globes, reacher and all these other things. Let, let's get back to, let's start off with this tonight's college football championship. And I say tonight, I mean, it's like, you know, an hour and change away from, from now, Jim Harbaugh. I, I got to start off with Jim Harbaugh. I'm just, I'm fascinated by Jim Harbaugh and it's probably because I have a relationship with Jim Harbaugh. Now I'm not telling you I'm best friends with the guy, hardly at all, not even close. But when Jim Harbaugh was the coach at the university of San Diego, and this is probably going back to like 2005 ish. I'm just kind of guessing, man, Jim Harbaugh was trying to build a program. And I used to love it because Jim when, when San Diego State was looking for a football coach, many of us in town were saying back then, why don't you hire Harbaugh? Look what he's done at USD. And San Diego State, man, back then, 
they snubbed their nose at Harbaugh and USD. And, and Harbaugh at the time was like, we'll play San Diego State right now. You know, he had an NFL quarterback in Josh Johnson, and he had a really good team for their level. And very frankly, had Harbaugh's USD teams played those San Diego State teams back then that were coached by Chuck Long, okay? San, USD might have beaten San Diego State. I'm not BSing you on this, okay? Like, it was, it was that close back then. So Harbaugh was such a great dude to us, mostly because Billy Ray had played with Harbaugh because Harbaugh had come and played with the Chargers at the end of his career. Harbaugh, growing the USD program, would take any media coverage he could get. I don't remember exactly what the circumstances were, but here's what we did. We took Phil Nevin, who was then a player with the, uh, with the Padres, and we sent Nevin as a reporter, as a correspondent, to go see Harbaugh before like their last game of the season. That's where, if you remember the old soundbite, compete, compete, compete. <laughs> That's where it came from. You know, um, I was actually going back this weekend and looking on YouTube, trying to find the video of the bit we did where we took Nevin and we sent him to Harbaugh and then Harbaugh gave us this all access pass essentially. And we were able to cover USD football, but that is where the Harbaugh story begins the coaching story. Now, look, those of you that want to dig deeper into it, you might say, no, you're wrong, dude. He actually was an assistant coach with the Raiders before he became the head coach of USD. That's all fine. He comes from a coaching family. His dad, Jack Harbaugh, was one of my coaches when I was in college. I've always been a fan of Jack Harbaugh. His, his uh, Jim's sister, we went to college together, she and I. I've just known these guys, the, the father, the mother, the sister, the brother. I've known the Harbaugh family forever. When we when the Ravens and the Niners played in the Super Bowl, we had I think that's the last time we had Jack and the sister on during the Super Bowl week, I believe. So Jack Harbaugh, the coach, do you remember when Jack, the dad, and Jim both came into the radio studio and we did an interview with both of them together? Do you remember that one? That might have been pre-me. Okay. Yeah. These guys are amazing. Um, Harbaugh and I, and I'm not like, again, I'm not best friends with the guy, but there was a time when on channel four San Diego, where we do the TV show. Now there was a time where me, Billy Ray and Jim Harbaugh would all, when Jim was a coach at USD, he would be like a chargers analyst on our charger TV show. Like, so we have this relationship with Jim Harbaugh and I know I've told this story before, but years ago I'm working for CBS and it's me, Kevin Harlan, and, um, oh gosh, what's the quarterback, the former Raider quarterback, uh, former Vikings Rich quarterback, Gannon. Rich Gannon. We have a game where it was, uh, it was Washington against San Francisco. Harbaugh's the coach of San Francisco. So I'm telling Harlan and, and Gannon, I'm like, guys, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty tight with, with, uh, Harbaugh. And they're like, you're tight with Harbaugh. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you the story. Um, used to work with him when he was the coach at USD. We did a lot of TV work together. I go back with his family, blah, blah, blah. And I tell Harlan and Gannon, I go, and then me, Billy Ray, Donnie Edwards, and a guy by the name of Mike Finley, who used to work for a company called Nextel. We all went to the Rose Bowl with, um, this was the Texas USC Rose Bowl, the Reggie Bush Rose Bowl. We took a limousine from San Diego to Pasadena and the five of us went to this Rose Bowl game together. And so now fast forward, Jim is the coach at Sanford of the 49ers. And I say to Harlan and to, uh, and to Gannon, I go, I'm, I'm pretty tight with, with Harbaugh. I'm really looking forward to this production meeting. We go into this production meeting. 
Harbaugh's on one end of the table. I'm on the other end of the table. The guys are sitting side on the side of the table. And honestly, they're kind of looking at me like, are you sure you're tight with Jim Harbaugh? Because he has not even said hello to you. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like they were kind of like teasing me, like looking at me like he does not know you. Mm-hmm. He he does not know you. He doesn't say hello. He doesn't hug it out. He doesn't say, how you doing? How's your family? Harbaugh, it's like, it's like he's never met me in his life, right? So I'm like sitting at the other end of the table and I'm writing my notes diligently about the game broadcast because Colin Kaepernick was the quarterback of the Niners at the time. And these guys are looking at me and looking at me and Harbaugh is not giving me anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's as if he's never seen me in his life before, right? When we come back, I'm going to tell you what happens, though, because something very strange happened in that meeting when those guys, I I bragged, me and Harbaugh are tight, and they're like, he doesn't even know who you are. And then something happened in the meeting, and I'll I'll tell you what that is here coming up in just one second. Hey, we're back. We're back for 2024, and I want to thank Seven Mile Casino. Their website is sevenmilecasino.com. Alex can put up the QR code on the screen for those of you that are watching on YouTube and for those of you that are watching on television. Don't go anywhere because I got to finish this Harbaugh story. But if you're looking for a great place to watch the game and have a great meal and play table games, blackjack, poker, et cetera, Seven Mile Casino is the place to be later on this afternoon. Stick around. Hey, everybody, it's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We're all rolling here into 2024. This segment of Kaplan and crew being brought to us by our friends at Prize Picks. PrizePicks.com slash great friends. They'll match your first deposit 100% up to 100 bucks. Browner, I have been ice, ice cold on Prize Picks. I mean, ice cold. And Browner, I blame the king. I blame LeBron James because last <laughs> week, true story, dude. So I had the more or less number the, the prize picks number on LeBron was 26 and a half points. He hits this three point shot, right? He's that's going to take him from 24 points to 27 points. And I'm going to win. They called it a two point shot. They went to I the review, right? They went to the review. It was as clear as day that it was a three point shot. They ruled it a two point shot and I got screwed. I lost. And ever since that happened, dude, I have been ice cold on prize picks. So Browner, I don't care if it's NBA I don't care if it's NHL. I can wait until this this upcoming weekend for, for NFL football because I started the season with $100. I have $77 left in my account, and I'm trying to make it the entire football season on that first $100. So if you have not yet joined, come on and play with us. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. They will match your first deposit 100% up to $100, and, uh, and let's all get in this game. But I'm brown. I'm ice cold, man. Uh, I'm down to a quarter. So, uh, we both struggling. We both struggling. I had a big last Monday was my last really huge bet. Had a massive bet on the national, the semi championship game. And I was like one catch away, four yards away from like winning like three grand. Cause I put a lot on it. Uh, I'm planning on putting a lot on tonight's game. I'm going full centipede again. Unlike I told Alex last week, I was going to start doing, I don't shake your head at me. I, I was going to go onesie, twosie. <laughs> I'm gonna go onesie twosie, <laughs> and I did that for a couple of days, but that don't scratch the itch, baby. I'm sorry, that yeah, don't scratch the itch. Okay, yeah. they can't get daddy on the dance floor. All right, I need the full, I need a full spoon of sugar. All right, that's yeah, it. I'm with you. That's I know. It. I like. You know what I scratches like the itch? Them together. 
Yeah, you know what scratches the itch? All that money when that it? I'm green in my account. Get that money to scratch, 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 dude. Yeah, uh, are one, you uh, are you two leg parlor? Two leg. That's it. Two leg. That's it. Do you have anything tonight. you really like tonight? Yeah, Michael Penix over two ninety six and a half. Mm-hmm. And earlier today, it's not available for by the time this comes out. Blake Corum, they dropped his rush yards to eighty five yeah. and a half. Mm-hmm. He's under special. Uh, yeah, he's under well, he not was. anymore by the time this airs. But I like those yeah. two. Okay, like All those right. two. I think Washington's defense is sus, and I think that uh, Penix is going to have to throw the ball. So, and he can against. He's proved it against pretty much anybody. So. Well, like you that. know, speaking of tonight's national championship game, um, let me finish this story for those of you guys that are just getting here about Jim Harbaugh. I was telling the story about how Harbaugh's head coaching career really did begin at the University of San Diego. And for anybody that's listening right now that doesn't know this history, you can go back and do the research, but I'll give you the quick Reader's Digest version. Jim Harbaugh gets done playing football, right? Um, he played for the Chargers at the end of his career. His dad was a lifelong coach. In fact, his father was a coach you see, oh, hold on a second. You guys still there? Yeah. I had yeah. a computer glitch. Um, this is, I have a brand new computer and I had a computer glitch and I don't know how to fix it. So we made it one segment. I know, but here's what happened. <laughs> Here, here's the deal. When my phone rings or like a FaceTime, oh, comes in, the, the computer wants to accept the call. I don't know how to turn it off. I swear to you, I can't figure it out. You know, we'll I can't figure out how to do it. All right. Thank you. All right. So here back to Harbaugh. Harbaugh's dad is a lifelong coach. Harbaugh's dad is a coach at Michigan and he works for Bo Schembechler. But Harbaugh's dad, and just this is my recollection of the story, Jack Harbaugh, Jack did not want to be, um, he wanted to elevate. So he left the uh, University of Michigan as a linebackers coach and went to Stanford to become, let's say, the defensive coordinator, right? That moves Jim Harbaugh as a little kid from Ann Arbor, Michigan, to Palo Alto, California. Jack Harbaugh, by the way, has told me many times on the air, biggest mistake of my career was leaving Michigan to go to Stanford. I was trying to elevate my, my title, but it was a big mistake. Okay. So Jack Harbaugh, by the way, when I'm a freshman at Pitt, he's the assistant head coach because our head coach is a guy named Mike Godfrey, and the two of them are cousins. So, okay. Jim Harbaugh's coaching career as a head coach begins at the University of San Diego. He gave us all access. He wanted the publicity for the program. He let it. We had a TV show back in the day on Channel 4. He allowed us to come in and, and have like all, all this access. So years ago, and this is the continuation of the story, years ago, I'm doing a game for CBS. It's the um, San Francisco 49ers hosting the Washington Redskins. As a matter of fact, Jay Gruden was the coach of the Redskins. Robert Griffin III was the quarterback of the Redskins. They were the Redskins back then. And Colin Kaepernick was the coach, was the quarterback of the 49ers. So we go into these production meetings on Friday before the game. And I say to Kevin Harlan, who's the play-by-play guy, and Rich Gannon, who's the color commentator, guys, I'm very close with Harbaugh. Very close. I worked with him in TV in San Diego. One day, me, Billy Ray, Donnie Edwards, this guy named Mike Finley, who's an executive um, at the time at Nextel, he limoed us all up. To, the, uh, to Pasadena for the Rose Bowl. We got to see the Reggie Bush, Vince Young, Texas versus USC Rose Bowl. And, and me and Harbaugh were together all day in a limo. We were at the game. We limoed home together. We're very close. We go into this production meeting and Harbaugh's at the other end of the table. I'm at the other end of the table. The guys are on the sides of the table and I'm bragging about how I'm close with Harbaugh. And these guys are laughing at me because Harbaugh is not, he didn't say hello. He didn't say, how are you? He didn't hug it out. 
it was as if he never met me before in his life ever. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting there mm -hmm. like a freaking moron. We get to the end of the, the production meeting. I don't really say very much. I'm just there taking notes. We get to the end of the production meeting and Harbaugh leans back in his chair like this, leans back and he looks down at the other end of the table. And I'm telling you, I'm at the, I'm at the other end of a long table. And he looks at me and he goes, Hey, Kaplan. And now I feel validated just by him calling me by my name. I feel validated, right? He goes, Hey, Kaplan. I'm like, what's going on, coach? How are you, man? He's like, you want to hear a crazy story? Sure. Of course. Who wouldn't want to hear a crazy story? He goes, you remember the night that we went to the Rose Bowl? Yeah. See, now I'm feeling cool, right? Like right. I'm looking over at Harlan. I'm looking over again. Did were I you tell like you? Kick, were you like kicking them under the table? Right. Like, right. See, see, see? Did I tell you? <laughs> did I tell you mean Harbaugh tight? Did I tell you? Right? Browner, you're muted, by the way. He says, um, he goes, remember the night we went to the Rose Bowl? I said, mm -hmm. yeah, of course I remember that, Jim. Of course. He goes, um, if you recall, he goes, we were sitting in like, I don't know, row 30, right? He goes, and in row 29 over to our left was Jim Gray. You guys know the reporter, Jim Gray, right? Yeah. So Harbaugh, this is his story. This is what he tells in front of me, Harlan and, and Gannon and everybody else who's a producer there. This is the story he tells. He goes, so I got up in the game and I went to the men's room. And I came back from the men's room and I saw Jim Gray. And so Harbaugh telling the story, hey, Jim, how are you? Hey, Jim, how are you? Nice to see you two guys. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Everybody's saying hello. Then Harbaugh says, here's where the story gets weird. About two weeks later, I'm in Vegas for something, you know, and I meet these girls and um, we start chatting. And the one girl says, oh, yeah, you know, hey, I was at the Rose Bowl. And he said, yeah, I was at the Rose Bowl, too. And she said, um, oh, yeah, look. And she showed like pictures, you know, like, look, look where I was sitting, you know, like, and he goes, oh, wow, that's kind of like almost the exact same angle where I was sitting. And she goes, well, I was sitting there with this guy. You may know who he is. His name is Jim Gray. And Harbaugh goes, yeah, of course I know who Jim Gray is. I said hello right to him. She goes, yeah, well, I was sitting right next to him. I saw you there. I, I okay, coach, where's this going? That woman who was sitting with Jim Gray that night at the Rose Bowl, one row in front of me and Harbaugh. Mm -hmm. is now his wife and the mother of his children. His second wife. Second wife. Uh, I was going to say which one. Right, right. Yeah. And so <laughs> so he's telling this story in front of these guys. Kaplan, yeah. you want to hear a crazy story? And that was it. And and so the, I haven't seen Jim in a long time. The last time we saw Jim, as you might recall, Alex, do you, re, do you remember this? Last time no. we saw Harbaugh? No. O opening day of Del Mar. Probably okay. 2014, 15, 16-ish, maybe. I mean, yeah. he definitely was the, he was the coach of Michigan for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't remember exactly what year it was, but he was definitely the coach of Michigan. And one of the things that makes me really remember that is he was up in like the uh, director's room or whatever. And, you know, I was texting him going, dude, you got to come down here. It was me, Billy Ray, Linda, yourself. Um, Browner, do you remember this? Because I, I can remember Lawhead, who's a huge Ohio State fan. Lawhead wanted to take a picture with Harbaugh because he was oh, already the coach of Michigan. Do you guys remember this? Uh, do you, does that <laughs> ring a bell to anybody? Browner, I would say that's remember? my only time I've ever hung out with Jim Harbaugh. So I do remember that, yeah. So look, I um, as far as this game tonight, Michigan and Washington, I don't really have a dog in the fight. You know, I'm not a Michigan fan. I'm a Harbaugh fan. 
-hmm. not a Washington fan, but I'm a fan of how Washington has gotten to this point in a year where the Pac-12 is being dissolved and how most people really thought USC would be the class of the conference. And I love the story of Washington and how they've gotten here. So, I mean, for me, I don't really, maybe I'll make a bet on the game, but I don't really have a, like I said, a dog in the fight, but I'm really looking forward to this game, which is coming up in like an hour from now. I'm more looking. Sorry, for, okay. I, I am looking massive, like uh microphone problems, but I think I fixed it. Yeah, you did. I'm yep. going, mm-hmm. going big time. Washington got a big prize pick on it. Big, big you prize do. pick tonight. Really? What yeah, is your big, 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 big one. Don't now don't do what I'm doing. Cause I'm telling you right now. I might, I, I don't know if I'm right. I don't know if I'm right, but I had to go. I got to go big on this one. So I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, okay. I don't even want to know. I'll tell you Blake Cronin. More okay. than 85 yards. Who do Doomsday. Who, who play for? Cromer? Michigan. Corum? Okay, gotcha. Him too. Him too. You yeah. know I do it. I'm a him too guy. I, I, I'm, I'm very inclusive. Romeo, Romeo Adunze, more than six and a half receptions. Jalen Polk, more than four receptions. And I got a combo of J.J. McCarthy and Michael Penix to throw for more than 494 and a half yards combined. And they got Roman Wilson for more than 51 and a half yards. So that's my big bet. That's my big one out there. That's the one I'm looking to bring home the cash to pop up. Okay. Well, it turns out I just opened the prize picks app and a couple of things. Number one, they gave me $5 for promotional money. So now my promotional balance Whoa. is up to 10 bucks. And I do see um, Blake Corum. I've got an opportunity to get a 15% discount on him tonight at 85 and a half yeah. rushing yards. So I'm going to take that all day long. I'm going to take that. For sure. Now, Turn tell out. me your your passing yards. You got Penix at two ninety six and a half, and you got JJ McCarthy at two hundred three and a half. You guys think that Penix is going to have to throw the ball all over the place, huh? I did one better. I comboed them both because if JJ McCarthy has a big night and Penix throws for average, I think they're still going to hit the four hundred and ninety four and a half mark. Oh, I, I see this. Me personally, I see this. Yeah. yeah. See me I personally. Like I think Penix. I think Penix is going to have a statement game tonight. I 100% believe Penix is going to have a statement game because I think that the hardball defense has never faced a passer like this so far this season. And I think this kid is rolling right now. I think he's got a good rhythm. Even though I think they'll be able to get some sacks on him, they'll put some pressure on him. I think Washington's prepared for that. And I don't think Michigan, per se, is prepared for what, the wide receiver group has to offer in the secondary against Michigan. So I it, I think this is a very, very, very well even game tonight. Okay. I played it. I played Blake Quorum to go for more than 85 and a half rushing yards. And I played the JJ McCarthy, Michael Penix to pass for more than 494 and a half combined. So my account is getting my account is getting real low, man. I need I need a win. Mm. I it's just gotten to this point where I just I'm desperate for a win. Just I just want one win. I just want to cash a ticket at this point. That's how much yeah. I've been getting destroyed. As of late, Stay Alex, you have Lakers. a yeah. Stay away from the Lakers. You, you have Let any plays? You, they're too good with the NBA. They're too good. Just the Penix, more than two ninety six and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what is uh really fascinating about tonight is is the is it is it Jim Harbaugh's last game with Michigan? Yeah, it almost feels like no one's saying no anymore. Whereas okay. last week it was like maybe, yeah. like maybe right. he'll come back to Michigan. And then he did his two his press conference this weekend, and it's just like, yeah, he's so gone. I don't he's believe so that. gone. Like I do not he's believe it. so out the door. I don't believe it. Yeah, why? I, I do, do not believe it. I do not believe he's, it. Why? Dude, I think that he is 
not only is he so far out the door, he is the most, he's going to be the most sought after coach in the NFL. Like okay. it's not just the chargers. It's not mm-hmm. just the Raiders. It's the commanders. It's the Falcons. The Everybody is going to be after Jim Harbaugh. To be the Everybody. Panthers. You know, um, if you're the bears and Harbaugh is a former, you know, he has a little bit of Chicago in him, doesn't he? Yeah. He was a great quarterback for the Chicago bears. Captain yeah, I, mean, I, I kind of think of him as the Colts, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. That's fair. But, um, but I'll, that job I'll ain't you, open. I'm going to tell you guys something though. I'm going to be the one detractor in all of this. I'm going to say that Jim Harbaugh does not leave Michigan. Here's my. Please here's explain. my. Uh, I'm going to. I'm going to tell it to you like this. You ready? So look, when you're a coach of a small town but a big brand, examples would be like Bear Bryant was a godlike character in Alabama. Bobby Bowden mm-hmm. had a similar status at Florida State and Tallahassee. Um, Joe Paterno, I, we all know how the story ends, but you do understand that for like 45, 50 years, Joe Paterno was the man. In, that's uh, how he in got, his, that's how Buddy got away with all that. Right. It's small Mike, town. But, but again, Mike remember, Chefsky. right. These are small towns yes. and big brands. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Alabama, Florida State, Penn State, Duke basketball, these are small towns with giant brands. Okay. Now, if you're Harbaugh, you hire Don Yee as your agent. Don Yee is a guy I've known Don for a long time. I'm not again suggesting to you that we're best friends. I've just I've just known him for a long time. Alex, do you remember Don Yee coming on with us mm-hmm. um, at at Radio Row? In Radio Row, like yeah. once or twice. Yeah. Yeah, and he's always been a great guy to me. I love Don Yee. Nice guy. Don Yee was Tom Brady's agent. Okay. So when you go hire Don Yee, what does everybody think? Well, you're just preparing to go to the NFL. I disagree. I think that when you look at the jobs that are available, and, and Alex, you could maybe pull it up right now, like what jobs are currently, like as of today, because today's you know Black Monday around the NFL, and so jobs became available immediately. The Panthers, I don't want that job if I'm Jim Harbaugh. I, don't, I, I got no interest in leaving Michigan for, for Charlotte, North Carolina for the Panthers. The Chargers, you're going to have to do a much better job of selling me on, on the fact that Justin Herbert is so great that everybody wants that job. The Raiders are interesting because he started his career with the Raiders and has been part of the Raider family at some level. The commanders are interesting because they may have an absolute S ton of money to spend. And the Falcons, I don't think are real players for Jim Harbaugh. I would say the Raiders, maybe the, the, the commanders, maybe a little bit more and the chargers way on the back burner. I don't believe that the chargers, uh, because I think Jim Harbaugh played for the Chargers, therefore he knows the Spanos family, and I don't believe he'll he'll coach for them. But here's the thing: what what kind of money is out there for Harbaugh in the NFL? You guys tell me. Guess twenty. Uh, any anything? I think it starts at twelve and a half because that's what supposedly is on the table at Michigan. Mm-hmm. Okay, so twelve and a half million. So just look around the league. I mean, look at what Belichick was making. Look at what Sean Payton got from the Broncos last year. And think to yourself, if if you're the commanders, would you give Jim Harbaugh $15 million a year? Yes. Okay. If you're Michigan, would you match it? No. Why not? For Well, for the first reason, the guy's been suspended in back-to-back years, and the NCAA clearly has an in for him. Do we want him back? Yes, we want him back. But are we going to have to deal with this every single year or every other year? Yes, you are. And so every other year, the price is going to go up because he's not going to get worse. 
So every year, the price is going to go up on Jim Harbaugh. And if the university, just, can you sustain that? I just think it's already, I think Michigan's already, and I, I genuinely believe it. Like, I think Michigan knows that he is leaving. There's no reason why they would offer him a 10-year contract, but yeah, it's, it's he can get out of it completely after one year. He can so, get out of it completely uh, after well, one year. And let me ask you a question, sir, since you're explaining away. Would mm -hmm. you not give him 15 million? No, I would. So see, so here's the thing. Okay. So I here's what I would here's why I, I'm gonna be the detractor here. And I'm either gonna be proven right and people are gonna go, wow, that was a really smart prediction, or I'm gonna be proven wrong and people are gonna go, You're a dumbass. But that's what predictions are, right? So welcome to the business. I, right. I I feel like what Harbaugh is doing is setting himself up for a lifetime gazillion dollar contract at Michigan. Look, if you're at Michigan, you're alma mater where you played for Schembechler, and now you are Michigan's modern-day Schembechler. And I told you the story earlier, uh, how his dad left Michigan to go to Stanford to elevate his career. Harbaugh has been to the Super Bowl in the NFL, okay? I just don't know that winning a Super Bowl is the most paramount thing in his career. On the other hand, staying at Michigan, being that, what I'm calling, a godlike figure, where you're a you're in a small community, but you you have a big brand and you can stay in that little community and you you have set up your family with wealth for generations and you will you will always be defended. Even if you're suspended, Michigan will have your back in the NFL. You are you are going to get fired. Now, his brothers had amazing success. And, and you see what the, the talk is about Belichick. For all of his Super Bowls, there's talk that, that Bob Kraft might want his team back. All I'm saying is this. I'm, I'm, my opinion and my prediction is the reason you hire a big-time agent is to scare Michigan into thinking you're going to leave to get the contract you really want. I think, another I think curveball at you. Thing. Real quick, and we can mm -hmm. talk about it more if you want. When the when the Cowboys lose to the Packers in the first round, and they and fire Mike go. McCarthy, that doesn't make a lot of sense to you. No, it does. It of yeah. course the Cowboys make a lot of sense because they're the yeah. they're a monster brand. Yeah. But right, but, the, but what if they don't lose? What if they don't lose? All right, let, let's right. do this. Let let's turn it into the NFL because today coaches are being fired and names are being thrown around and and the playoffs have been set. Let's get to the NFL playoffs. This is Kaplan and Cruz. Stick around, everybody. All right, everybody. Hey, uh, halftime here on today's show. Want to mention to you guys again, prize picks. And here's why. Because I think that with the football playoffs happening and with basketball season in full swing and with hockey season, which I don't even really pay attention to unless I've got some kind of prize picks action going, I just want to remind you, they will match your first deposit 100% up to $100. I put $100 into my prize picks account at the beginning of the football season. I've got $77 left, plus I've got $5 worth of promotional money still in my account. I have been getting just reamed here in the last couple of weeks, but I'm trying to make a comeback. I'm, I'm trying to make a comeback for the playoffs. So go to prizepicks.com slash great friends, use our promo code, okay, which is great friends. And when you put in a hundred bucks, they'll match it up to a hundred dollars. You put in 50, they'll put in 50. So get in the game, send me your picks. You can tweet them to me. You can email them to me. You can direct message them to me. Send me your picks because I'm just ice cold right now prizepicks.com slash great friends. Um, okay, 
Another quick mention to our friends at Tory Holistics. We're into 2024. We've been with Tory Holistics now. This is going into our fifth year, believe it or not. You can, it's hard to believe, by the way. We started the podcast in March of 2019, and here we are getting ready to celebrate our five-year anniversary, and Tory Holistics has been with us the entire time. Their promo code is BETTERBUD. You spend $75 or more, you save 20% when you tell them, I've got a promo code, and it's BETTERBUD. And let me mention one other great, great partner of ours, and that is our people at Mountain Trust Realty Services. I was just having this conversation with someone this past week. They're trying to sell a house, but they want to buy a house. So they want to sell a house for X and they want to buy a house for X plus Y. And they're trying to decide if it makes sense. And I'm saying to them, listen, I'm not an expert in real estate, but what I can tell you is this, is that what's going to happen is you're going to go buy that house. You're going to spend a little bit more money. And then three months from now, six months from now, a year from now, whatever it may be, as the interest rates, which are predicted to come down, you're going, to be, you're going to be spending X at this date, but then you're going to be spending X minus Y. So talk to Gary Cooper. He's the expert when it comes to real estate. 858-376-1299. 858-376-1299. Call and talk to Gary Cooper at Mountain Trust Realty Services or use our QR code. Let's get back to the show. Hey, everybody, what's going on? It's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. What a great day it is to be on the radio, to be on television, to be on YouTube, all the audio podcast platforms. Great day to be back on. You know, this is my first day back in 2024. The guys held it down last week. But what a day because you've got the National Championship of College Football, which is, you know, starting here shortly. And you've got these NFL playoffs that are now set and getting ready for what should be an amazing weekend upcoming. And uh, we've been talking about Jim Harbaugh and Michigan. And I, guys, I guess both of you think Jim Harbaugh is leaving to go to the NFL, whereas I'm the detractor here saying, no, I, I think he's staying at Michigan. Well, you brought up Don Yee. He's been, you know, we talked about that move last week a lot. Also, this weird move that the commanders hired former Warriors general manager Bob Myers to be an advisor basically. Mm -hmm. And it took him about uh, two seconds to call Don Yee and already start acquiring about Jim Harbaugh going to Washington. I think to me, um, the Raiders make a lot of sense because they have Vegas money now. So they could just throw all of it his way and they'll let him do whatever. Like Mark Davis has proven that already. Washington makes second most sense because they have the number two overall pick, could be the number one overall pick if they really want to trade up for it. Uh, they got a lot of money, and it's like a fresh start for everybody. It's like a, literally a clean slate. Come in, do your thing, make your make whatever you want out of this place. You can do it, Jim. Like This is your place to do it. And then I will throw the Chargers in there just because L.A. and will they eventually – are they really going to go and get another first-time coordinator? Yeah. Like, are they really going to do it yeah. again? So yeah, I'll I'll put if if that's the rankings right now, I wouldn't discount the Falcons completely just because I think Arthur Blank has I got will. a lot of money too, um, and they got a lot okay. of offensive talent. They got some defensive talent as well. But I think if it were if I was a betting man, Jim Harbaugh is long gone, long here's, gone. And here's here's my here's my two cents on this. The first penny being, Scott, you think he won't leave because he's setting up for a lifetime contract? I think Jim Harbaugh is going to this is the best team he's ever had at michigan and i don't think it's going to get much better this is why this is the perfect opportunity you win a national championship you leave on top of your own michigan forever that's one two don't discount this wild card team i'm about to tell y'all 
because David Tepper has embarrassed himself on many, many levels as an NFL owner. But David Tepper will do one thing that I don't think anybody else will do. He will outbid whomever it takes, and he will tell Jim Harbaugh, listen, this team ain't got nothing on it, and I mean nothing. You do whatever you want. It's all yours. You want $20 million? Here's $20 million. You want to be the general manager? Here's the general manager. You want to pick the general manager? Pick them. I don't care. Just take my money and come run my organization. You. And no one's going to get in your way. Not me. Not anybody. You won't have a boss. You will be the boss. And no other team can say that to him. The Chargers definitely can't say that. The Raiders will not, definitely can't say that. The Commanders can't say that because now they're ran like a corporation now. They're not ran like so. Oh, like there's so many people in doing their thing in, in, in Washington now. The Carolina Panthers are the only team. And this is a mad dark horse because David Tepper, I wouldn't take his money. But David Tepper will say, you can do whatever you want. And here's the largest bag of money. Who told how much they say? I'll give you two million more. You name the price. I am. Uh, you guys are making compelling arguments that Harbaugh is going to leave. And I know that I'm in the minority yes. of people that think that Harbaugh is going to stay. But for me, um, there are there are many examples of guys who were great college coaches who went to the NFL who did not succeed. That is not the case with Harbaugh because Harbaugh has Harbaugh has already been a successful NFL coach. So instead of him like needing a Super Bowl or needing to prove to everybody that he can coach the NFL and, and he can win at that level. I I'm just not certain that it's as important to him as everybody assumes, you know, would you agree that his NFL chapter is incomplete though? Like making a super bowl is not winning a super bowl. Right. Correct. But, but I will just say that it depends on what drives you, you yeah. know, because the thing is, is that remember when the 49ers played the Ravens in the super bowl, his brother was on the other sideline. If, if, if getting to a, let me put it this way, the likelihood of Jim Harbaugh taking over Washington or um, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of other NFC teams because remember his brother's in the AFC. If, if, Atlanta, if, if in Chicago. his life, if in his life, the one thing he wants to do is beat his brother in the Super Bowl, then yeah, he's going to go back to the NFL. But the likelihood of the two of them ever standing on opposite sides of a Super Bowl again, it's one in 20 billion. Oh, no, no. I don't think it's that bad. Look, oh. they got the, the Baltimore Ravens have the MVP, two-time MVP on their team, and one of the most remarkable players the NFL has ever seen at the most important position that of the game. Do I think the Ravens will get back there? Absolutely. Multiple times in this contract by Lamar Jackson? Yes, I do. If Jim Harbaugh went to the right team, and was able to do what he did in San Francisco. It's easy. Okay. That's, oh, really? That's easy. Really? Making make the Super Bowl is easy? Really? I, I didn't know that was so easy. I didn't know. If it was that easy, then yeah, I guess he's just going to jump ship. Look, the, I, I'm the of Patriots the opinion. did it 10 times. I, I'm just of the opinion that Harbaugh is home, that, that Michigan is his home. You guys think that if he went, let, oh, let me rephrase the question. Let's say Washington wins. Mm -hmm. Is he definitely gone or does, yeah. or is he incomplete at Michigan? No. I think he's gone, period, because, again, we, we forget, before Jim Harbaugh had J.J. McCarthy and before he had a functional quarterback at Michigan, people were saying he can't win playoff games. He was losing all the playoff games, and people were making fun of him. 
he was getting ridiculed because he couldn't he couldn't win the big game until he got to this point. Because before this year, he was losing at this point. He was losing the semifinal game. So I, now I just think I just think he's got Michigan now. I think he's got Michigan rolling. I think he's got Michigan rolling winning on the field. I think he's got him rolling in recruiting. And I think Jim Harbaugh over the next six to ten years could be what Alabama has been over the last call it 10, 12 years. I really do. I, I just, I'm not convinced that Harbaugh's leaving. In fact, my opinion is, is that Harbaugh hi hired a big name agent, not to leave, but to create leverage to stay. Well, you think yeah. he can do what Alabama's done? Yeah. No, yeah, I, do. I don't know. Yeah, I do. No, I do. Okay. All right. I don't, yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah, I just wow. think that there, 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 there's a bidding war for Harbaugh. That's the only reason yes. I'm saying he's leaving Michigan. Everything you're saying is right, Scott. Like, is Michigan his home? Yes. Can he continue to have success? Yes. Does he have an up-and-coming offensive coordinator that's probably going to be head coach soon? Yes. Like, he's got he's got <laughs> everything. Like, Sharon Moore is going to be a head coach probably next year. He's probably leaving because he's done such a good job with that Michigan offense. But um, I just think because everything you said, Scott, you're, at the end of the day, what you said is he's setting himself for, for a gazillion dollar contract instead of the rest of his life. He's going to get that in the NFL, too. It's not just in Michigan that's going to give that to Correct. him. Correct. So I just think that Jim Harbaugh, from what you're saying, motivated by money right now, not necessarily championships or Super Bowls. Oh, no, I'm not saying he's motivated by money at all. I'm saying that he's motivated that's what you by. Said. No, no. I, what I'm saying is, is that he's using it as leverage. But if, mm. if, if, listen, if Jim Harbaugh's only motivation is money, then yeah, chances are somebody in the NFL, Jerry Jones, David Tepper, the, 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 the magic Johnson group in Washington, they can mm. probably give him the sort of, somebody could give him, remember when Gruden got a 10 year, hundred million dollar contract, somebody yep. would probably give Jim Harbaugh a five year, hundred million dollar contract. Yep. You know, David Tepper. So, and, and by the way, maybe not just David Tepper, maybe, maybe Dean Spanos. Maybe Mark Davis. Come on. Come I know on. it what sounds ridiculous, but I'm just what, what I'm doing? saying is, is at a certain point you get desperate enough, you got to do something. That's right. Mark and, and Mark Davis will. Mark Davis will. I because I can smell de desperation on him. He has to be relevant in Vegas. I'm pretty sure he's made some promises to people. Doc, again, you you know the Chargers. You know them. Right. But I but I you but know but, I know. But Browner. But Browner. The Chargers are in the most desperate situation they've ever been in. Okay. The let me say it again. The Chargers are in the most desperate situation they've ever been in. The Chargers were expected to be a Super Bowl contender this year. They turned out to be a last place team in their division. And very frankly, the Chargers are back to being the same laughing stock as an organization that they were when they left San Diego. You know, you've got a hot shot quarterback. You, you spent a ton of money on the defensive side. You've put yourself into a cap hell right now, a salary cap hell. I know uh, Spiro Ditas talked about it yesterday on the broadcast that the Chargers are going to be a very different looking ball club next year. So to me, if you're so desperate and you think that coaching is a difference, all you have to do is look at the Rams because the Rams had the lowest paid defense in the entire NFL. And the Rams at the beginning of the season were predicted by experts to be a six win caliber team. And because of great coaching and, and let's face it, a lot of luck along the way. You know, who knew that Puka Nakua was going to become a superstar? Nobody. 
Not not the coach at BYU, not the quarterback at BYU, none of his friends at BYU. No one said Puka Nakua is going to take over the NFL in year one. Listen, when when San Diego State had Kawhi Leonard, nobody thought Kawhi Leonard was going to be a top five player in the NBA. I mean, nobody. Not Steve Fisher, mm-hmm. not Brian Dutcher. And if he was going to be a top Probably five not player Kawhi. in the NBA. Right, I was right, just if, about to chime in with that too. Right. <laughs> and if he was going to be a top five player in the NBA, he wasn't going to be drafted in the middle of the first round. And he wasn't going to be traded immediately. My point is, is this, is that Kawhi Leonard was a first round draft choice. Puka Nakua was a fifth round draft choice. So in other words, Puka Nakua's um, probability is one in a billion. Whereas Kawhi Leonard's was one in 10,000. Nobody knew that the Rams would have Stafford healthy for the most for most of the season. Nobody knew that Kyron Williams would become a you know a major force at the running back position. No one knew how their offensive line would hold up. No one knew if their their lowest paid defense in the entire NFL could stop anybody. And the Rams have proven that great coaching can make up for a lack of talent in certain areas. So if if what I'm saying is is that the Chargers are so desperate that they might might try and get into this Harbaugh sweepstakes and they might consider overpaying because they're in that sort of desperation situation where they're a laughing stock in LA, they're irrelevant in LA. The guys, the Packers Bears game was on in San Diego yesterday on CBS, not the Chargers and the Chiefs. You Thank know? Goodness. Well, so all I'm saying is, yeah. is that the Chargers could be that desperate. I, I'll just go back to the Raiders for a second. I think Antonio Pierce is going to get the Raiders job because I think that Mark Davis has had looked back and he goes, what did I do? I had Rich Basaccia. He got us to the playoffs. The players played for that guy, and I didn't think he was enough of a name. Well, guess what? Um, I went out and I hired Josh McDaniels. Disaster. And you know mm-hmm. something? All I need Antonio Pierce to do is coach and motivate. Antonio Pierce has a Mike Tomlin kind of feel to me, you know, and I think that the Raiders would be foolish to go out and spend 10, 12, $20 million on a coach, 20 million for sure. Like a Harbaugh, the Raiders would be foolish to go out there and spend big money on a coach when they've got a very competent, capable coach. Who's the right guy for the right time for the right organization. So for me, so hold on. the Raiders hold on. are out of this Harbaugh thing. I, 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 you know, if anybody on this show loves representation, it's the brother right here. Now, I got to tell you, if you think Jim Harbaugh calls Mr. Davis and says, hey, I want to come coach your team. He's not going to look at Antonio Pierce and say, man, listen, I appreciate everything you did, but I got to get this guy to check. I got to get this guy to whistle. Because, listen, I got nothing against – I love what Antonio Pierce has done for the Raiders. Jim Harbaugh has proven himself to be a better coach. And I understand the moment is right right now for Antonio Pierce, and he's got everybody pulling in the same direction now. But what we know, what we have, what has proven itself out, is that Jim Harbaugh is one of the best coaches on the market regardless of level of football. And you're going to pass – if he calls you and says, okay, I'm choosing you, Mr. Davis going to say no? I just think Antonio Pierce Pierce is the right coach for the right team for the right time. And I just don't think the Raiders are going to. So, so what do you guys think? You, you think, okay, make your predictions. Harbaugh, where's he land? Washington. 
Oh, <laughs> Look at the struggle. Man, yeah, yeah. I, honestly, I, honestly, probably Washington. I just think they're going to throw mm-hmm. a lot of money at him. And they're going to get the number one pick. I do. I do not want to discount the Falcons, though. And here's why. Arthur Blank got a ton of money. Arthur Blank's 81 years old. You think he's got time to wait around for another first-time offensive coordinator? Like, he wants results now. That dude's got Bajon Robinson, Drake London, Michael Pitt. Like, that dude's got talent on that team. Kyle do they Pitts. have a great quarterback? No. But I think do not discount Arthur Blank. Because of his age, the dude pro- – I'm not trying to be morbid, but let's be real. You're 81. You want to win now. You ain't trying to How win in Jerry four Jones? years. Probably about the same age. Yeah. Jerry, but Jerry's oh, always trying to win now, you know? But don't – hey, listen. You know, you, you guys, we were throwing out the Cowboys. And just, by the way, my prediction ultimately is that Harbaugh remains at Michigan. But – you guys are talking about Jerry Jones. Listen, um, I think it's really a very popular opinion to think that the Cowboys are going to have some massive playoff meltdown. Um, let's take a look at the playoff picture. Let, let's let's take a look at how it all shook out yesterday. So go ahead. Let, let's let's start off with the Cowboys since that's what we were talking about. Yeah, now, I just want to say that th- this is by far, in my memory, the two worst two seeds in the history of the NFL. <laughs> Buffalo is not a good football team. They're the two seed in the AFC. And Dallas has been embarrassed numerous times this year. And they're the two seed oh, in the man. NFC. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know, what happened is we're looking at this playoff picture is that, you know, it's, you look at the AFC side of things and you guys know where my heart's at on this. I'm a Cleveland Browns right. fan this year and I'll be a Cleveland Browns fan for as long as my boy's a coach on that staff. And the day he leaves, I'll be a, a, a fan of whatever team he goes to. I mean, I've been a Green Bay Packers fan. I've been a, a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. You've been all over the map, brother. And now, now I'm a Browns fan. The Browns probably going into the playoffs were probably like the number two or three team. You, Baltimore is clearly the best team in the AFC and probably the best team in the NFL. Kansas yeah. City's the defending champs, and, and they still have Mahomes, and they've still got Andy Reid. It hasn't been a great season, but they're still the Chiefs. Um the Browns were probably the third best team in the AFC going in, and I know yesterday was a disaster. They they picked up a quarterback, this kid Driscoll, from the practice squad of the Arizona Cardinals just so that he could take the beat down against Cincinnati so that Burrow doesn't have to take it or their backup, P.J. Walker, doesn't have to take it. The The Browns played nobody yesterday, and they got annihilated. I think you meant Flacco, but yeah. Yeah, Flacco. What did I say prior to that? Burrow. Burrow. Excuse me. So, so, right. so Flacco, they didn't want Flacco to take the beating. Of course they, not. They wanted to get this Driscoll kid, their fifth quarterback of the year. Can you imagine the, a week ago the guys on the Arizona uh, practice roster, and a week later he's starting? And Don't so, get this check, and, and good for him. I'll tell you this: um, it makes me nervous that the Browns have to go to Houston because C.J. Stroud to me is just—he's a remarkable up-and-coming talent. Now, look, I—I I think Cleveland's better. They beat up on Houston a few weeks ago, but Stroud didn't play. I'm not saying he's the equalizer or he makes Houston better, but you got to love what Houston did this year. For as disastrous as that franchise has been, that's true. To get a new head coach who's a first timer and to mm-hmm. get a new quarterback who's a rookie and to find themselves hosting a playoff game, pretty amazing. And by the way, Houston gets that little bit of extra rest, whereas, you know, Cleveland is going to have to play, you know, much, much more quickly because they played Sunday and then they'll turn around and play Saturday, whereas Houston played, I think it was last Thursday. So that, that game makes me nervous for sure. It shouldn't because as much as I love C.J. Stroud and what he's done this season, that's their story. They had a fantastic season with a rookie quarterback, with a rookie head coach, and a rookie play caller, and that's been awesome. They won. The Browns have bigger fish to fry, and that defense is going to put him in a box. 
Just like, saying I'm nervous because they – You're a nervous guy. You're a nervous kind of guy. They're home. They're, they're, but go back to that playoff picture. If Dallas, since this is where we started this conversation, if the Cowboys beat the Packers – and by the way, everybody ridiculed – That's not a guarantee. Everybody ridiculed Jordan Love early in the season, okay? And this is why you don't give up on guys, especially guys who are early in their careers, who are first-round talents, because Jordan Love went from laughing stock at the beginning of the year to legitimate yep. playoff contending quarterback late in the year. And I think Dallas will win this game, but it's it's certainly no guarantee. But it, let's just say Dallas wins this game. And then let's say, I don't know who, who how it'll all shake out, how who they play next. But if Dallas wins two playoff games, I don't think McCarthy's getting fired. If they get knocked uh, down in the first round, I could see him getting yeah. fired. They lose at Look, home in the first round of Green Bay, he's going to get fired. I think it depends on how they lose in the if and how they lose in the second round, too. Because again, the 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 bill on Dak is that he can't he can't take you more than regular season good performances. Mike McCarthy has kind of had the same thing kind of labeled to him outside of his time with Aaron Rodgers. So I I don't know. I don't know what happens with them because I think that Jerry Jones likes the control. Jerry Jones is in control of Mike McCarthy. He likes to have his voice heard. And so that's why I, I don't necessarily think he would be fired, but I wouldn't be shocked if he did. If you go back up, Alex, to the wild card weekend that's on the way, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, if you put that back up on the screen, Cleveland-Houston gets things kicked off on Saturday. What's the best game? Um, Boy, I don't, I don't love Pittsburgh-Buffalo, but I'll tell you this. Um, Pittsburgh caught some fire at the end of the season, winning three straight games. And I don't feel overly confident about Buffalo to what, to your point. Yeah. TJ Watt got but, hurt. That, that thing's a cook. That, that thing's hurts. The best, that the hurts best game, time. the best games are on the NFC side. When you look at the mm -hmm. Cowboys, Packers and Rams, Lions, those are yeah. the, Except those are the Bucks games game. of the weekend. Get that Bucks game out of here. Ram, Rams, Lions. That to me is an incredible storyline. We'll get to it coming right back. We're in the seven mile casino studio, seven mile casino.com. If you're looking for a place to watch games and have amazing food and you're playing blackjack, poker and other table games, Sammy's restaurant and bar. Incredible. Um, and you want to have all the big monitors to watch the games, Seven Mile Casino is the place to be. Let's talk about the Rams and the Lions next. Hey, great friends. What's happening? It's Kaplan and Crew with Grande and the Brown Man 2024 on Kaplan and Crew from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, broadcasting on 1090. Broadcasting on Channel 4 San Diego is our home base, but throughout the Cox Your View Network, all throughout California and all over the world on YouTube and audio podcasts like every platform that you would ever use. Which, by the way, guys, um, we've had a lot of videos go viral. Uh, and I say viral, I don't mean like explosive millions and millions of views, but we've had several videos go viral over the last couple of weeks. Um, the first one, was uh, this is going back to the whole Coach Cantera firing? <laughs> like our our last day of the of 2023, I talked about Coach Cantera getting fired by 97.3, and that Ooh. whole story blew up. And the New York Post did a story about my suggestion. And by the way, they quoted me exactly. I said, "Hey, look, I don't know anybody at the radio station. I haven't spoken to anybody at the Padres, but a theory would be." that the Padres didn't like Coach Quintero's criticism, and they didn't like that he wasn't like, like super into the Caribbean style of baseball. And with that, the Padres may have said to their partner, hey, it's time for a fresh start. 
He's an older guy. He appeals to an older audience. By the way, if I were Coach Cantera, I would sue the ever-living crap out of that company for age discrimination. <laughs> no, seriously, because the ratings just recently came out, and dude, his ratings were sky high. But that whole thing went viral, okay, when the New York Post put our, our video in an article. Awful announcing also picked that whole thing up. And um, there was, oh, and then there was something else. Oh, you guys must have talked about Harbaugh coming to the Chargers. And there was a video that Toby um, did a, a thumbnail on YouTube. It's a done deal, Harbaugh to the Chargers. And that thing blew up. So it's been a good couple of weeks around here. And uh, we continue to grow our YouTube audience, which is really our home base. So, yeah, that whole uh, that whole Coach Quintera conversation, I I thought it was pretty benign. I didn't realize it was going to turn into what it turned into. So, you know what? what? I'm not Alex. Check your phone. I uh, hmm? Alex, check your phone. I I think that you, sir, not you, Scott. You put your phone down. I wasn't meant oh. for you. Oh, I wanted to um, check my phone too. No, don't check <laughs> your phone. I don't, I don't got nothing to say to you outside of the show. Listen, you are discounting yourself, sir. You I got am? picked up in the New York Post, sir. Mm -hmm. I want I want people to understand what just happened with this show. This sir at the bottom, the man's voice you hear, the lead on this show, the journalist, journalist, the journalist on this show. You know how much street cred we got now in the industry, bro? Because we got a journalist helming the show. This ain't just no nobody around here, bro. This is a journalist, okay? This man did some hard hit. Foot to ground, rubber to roll, journalism on that story, okay? He was making calls. He was listening to sources. And then he gave you what he did with all his reporting. And now for people to get this story and not take it from our home journalists all the way out to the New York Post, don't be mad. Don't be mad. I just had don't to laugh at the whole I, I had to laugh the get whole thing. Get you a journalist. This Listen. is what I tell these other shows. This is what I tell these other shows. Get you a journalist. Yeah. Okay. We I, got one. Yeah. I was, this is probably December 28th ish. I'm just throwing out this a date. You started working on your, your, on your story. No, no. Here's what happened. So, so on December 23rd, we were going off the air for a holiday mm -hmm. and I had this whole commentary about coach Cantera, the Padres, et cetera. Right. On the, the, so that was a Friday. Monday mm -hmm. was an off day cause it was Christmas. And on mm -hmm. Tuesday, my phone starts blowing up and I'm no, like, no, stop, 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 stop. On Monday, your sources begin to reach out to you. Continue. Okay. So on Tuesday, my phone starts blowing up with a couple of people that I haven't heard from in a really long time. Sources. See and what I'm like, doing? Yeah. And I'm like, why are these people reaching out to me? I mean, this is such a weird thing. Why are they talking to me about this Cantera thing? It was last week. Dude, I had no idea. I was, my girlfriend and I were in this little town called Loreto, Mexico. Alex has been there. We were working on her condo down there. I have no, I, my phone was, wasn't really on that much. I wasn't paying attention to the news and people are blowing up my phone. I'm like, what in the hell is going on? Then I realized, oh damn, my big mouth. All I said was, is that I think that the Padres had something to do with this. I had no sources. I specifically said, they quoted me exactly. I don't know anybody there. I didn't talk to anybody. It's just a theory. So Put I have this, out. so you I have this theory. Story. Well, the bottom line is, is that the New York Post, and I don't know why the New York Post cares, why the New York Post called the Padres and said to the Padres, did you have something to do with firing this guy? <laughs> and the Padres, as an organization, had to put out a statement, which was crazy. Like, it wasn't 
the PR person. It wasn't the, the CEO. It was statement from the Padres. And they used my name in the statement and said it was irresponsible or I don't remember exactly what they said. It was false. Okay, well, what'd you expect them to say? Yeah, we had them fired. You know, then the whole damage control thing where the program director of the of the station goes on the radio and tells everybody, I fired him three months ago. He knew about it three months ago. I mean, it was it was just everybody's, everybody's backpedaling. Everybody's telling a different story. I don't care. I mean, it's over now. You know, coach but, was on uh, a coach might be taking your spot, uh, your old spot. Which coach spot was on uh, KUSI this morning. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. All yeah. good, man. All good. Um, but anyway. That's so, bond a whole new that's bond a whole new way that this show is being referred to as now. So well, this, this, yeah, this yeah. death row records, baby. Right. So so um now, okay, because I, I had an extended break. So um people are hitting me up on Twitter going, Did you hear what Browner said today? And I said, No, I didn't hear it. And they said, Browner referred to you guys as the radio version of death row records. Mm -hmm. And good, that when it was good, when it was Suge Knight and Tupac and Snoop. Yeah. Dr. And that, Dre. And that whole like reference went right over my oh, head. Yeah, like, know, like what is that? Would. You know, I'm a, a middle-aged white guy, you know, know and according okay. to Browner, I'm past middle age. You white Suge Knight. So tell me the story. So, so now we have a whole bunch of merch available mm -hmm. that is like, like the death row records of Kaplan and crew. Is that right? That's right. That's right. Shout out. We the death row records of radio, baby. Sports radio to be exact. We don't take no listen. We make our own rules. We do our own thing. If you want to be in the radio industry and you don't want nobody all in your way, you don't want nobody dancing in the video, you don't want nobody trying to come on your show, come to death row. Come to death row. We popping over here. You know what time it is, okay? He Dr. Dre or Snoop, you can pick whichever one. I'm Tupac, according to him, and you should ignite because you the boss. You in charge. You roll people up if you have to. Um, am I white should ignite? Am I able to like take somebody at a hotel and hang them hang over the balcony window? by their feet and like and like threaten to kill them? If that's it, listen, if that is what the day call for, you walk under police tape, sir. You got a badge. Ain't no telling what you're capable of. Straight you know, Shook Knight is a uh, is a resident in San Diego. No, at the Richard J. Donovan Correctional Facility. Get out! Yeah, Let's get out of here. It's where he's serving his uh, twenty eight year sentence for voluntary manslaughter. No way! I didn't know that. By Maybe I way. should go visit with him. I've had three. You get some get some advice on how to handle some of these people around this industry, man. Now that you got this title, I had three run-ins with Shook Knight. They were all you, pleasant. Really? Yeah, he's not to be trifled with, though. Mm -hmm. No. But, uh, I had three run-ins with him. Nice guy. Let me ask a question here real quick. Um, so now we have merch, and, and the merch, it is this? does it look just like the Death Row Records logo? No, 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 no. We don't want no problems. We don't want no problems, okay? we don't Because now Snoop owns Death Row. We don't want no uh -huh. season to set some Snoop. Okay. So, Alex, can you show everybody the merch that we now have available? Yeah. Because Browner said he's getting, like, the immediate fanny pack. Browner, is that your deal now? You're getting the fanny pack? I'm definitely. I'm getting a sweater. I'm getting a sweater for and the, and the mug. Okay, so when you're not getting this cross body, you're not getting the cross body that I put there I got, for you, two knuckleheads. I got, I got five cross bodies, dog. That, uh, people have but gotten. You don't have this win. one. That's true. So, true. so the, the the logo here was made by Fat Tony, right? Right out, yeah. Okay, and so, but but does this look like Death Row or something? Or I mean, like, am I? What don't I understand here? Is what I'm we getting. We cannot. At? 
technically have the Defro logo. I understand. Because then Suge Knight will hang me from a, you know, hotel room. Or Snoop, or Snoop, the brilliant businessman he is. I don't have problems with Snoop. Me neither. So that's what I'm saying. This is the, this is as close as we could get. Right, but does everybody understand this? Like when you look at the merch, do people look at this and go, "Okay, this is like death row"? That's up to them for their own interpretation. We tell them what it is. What okay. they think of it is their own business. I, you I know, what, I got to tell you, I got to tell you something though, Alex. I'm I'm like on the verge of giving up the fanny pack. Why? Oh God, I got to tell this quick story. I got. I'm going to tell this quick, oh. quick, quick story. Tell it slowly. So, so you can't um, bust out the badge in time. I got to move my lipstick and my, and my AirPods and my pens. Why do I have pens in this thing? I, oh my God, my wallet. Oh man. My, my oh, nickel man. and penny bag, my coin purses in here. Yeah. That's my badge. <laughs> there gonna, it I'm is. Gonna you, I'm going to tell you guys why. I'm going to tell you guys why I'm giving up on the fanny pack. So on Saturday, we're driving South from Mammoth back to San Diego. And we stopped at this little restaurant in an area, uh, Mount Whitney, if anybody knows that area. And there's this little restaurant there called the Mount Whitney Restaurant. They have this sign. It says, best burgers in town. So we've always wanted to stop there and try it. So we pull in. We sit down at this Mount Whitney restaurant. And, dude, there's like there's like two waiters for the entire place. There's like one chef back there. Nobody's coming to our table. So we're like, let's get out of here. It's going to take forever. So we leave. So we decide to go back. We, we head south. And Rachel says, hey, there's this little cafe south of here. Let, let's try that. So we're, I mean, we are in the middle of nowhere and we decide to pull over into this little cafe. Um, we ordered a BLT dude, and I don't know what the meat was. It was not bacon. It was some sort of rubbery, chewy dog or something. I don't know what it was. It, I've never not eaten the meal ever. Even if it's bad, I usually eat it. I've never not eaten the meal. It was that bad. So we leave and we're cruising South. We're doing, you know, I don't know, 85, 90 miles an hour. And we're 25 miles south of where we were supposed to be having lunch. And I go, hey, can you grab my fanny pack? Uh-oh. Left the fanny pack in the seat next to me in the restaurant. We're 25 miles south. Turn around, flip a bitch, turn around. And she calls the restaurant. They're like, yeah, we've got it. You can come get it. I have 25 miles north to get back to get this thing. Get there. And she's like, oh, my God, it looked like such a fancy thing. I had no idea how to reach you guys. Fancy. It's not fancy, but my badge is in there. So I told her mm-hmm. I wanted to scare her a little bit just in mm-hmm. case somebody decided to rev, you know, look through my stuff and take something. Yeah. You know? Nobody took anything. Yeah. It was very nice. These are very nice people. Uh, I'm so tired of the fanny pack. I leave it places because I forget it. I put it down in a chair next to me. And I, forget. I don't know. You don't. You don't, for, you don't. How do you forget the 25 pound luggage you're carrying around? Like when I you know. leave somewhere, you don't feel lighter. Like, oh, wow. Like. How do you forget? Like a wallet, maybe, but a, a a duffel bag across your chest. How do you forget that you don't have it? I don't know, man. But I'm I'm done with this thing. I can't take it anymore. Anyway, all right. Listen, it's you forgot it one time. No, no, I keep forgetting it. I keep forgetting it over and over again. You know, it's mm-hmm. Kaplan and crew from the Seven Mile Casino Studios. SevenMileCasino.com. Here's where we've been. We've been talking about college football national championship today. We've been talking about Jim Harbaugh and what he's going to do. Is he going to the NFL? Is he staying at Michigan? Is he where will he wind up? But I want to talk to you guys about what I think is the best story of the NFL playoff weekend upcoming. And that is the Rams against the Lions. Now, somebody can check me on this. Did Matthew Stafford ever play in a playoff game for the Lions in Detroit? No. Okay. Because I'm almost sure. 
three playoff games for the Lions. Right, because I'm I'm like 99% sure that I did a game in Seattle. No, no, no. Uh, Seattle or, yes, it must have been Seattle, where the Lions played at Seattle in the playoffs. And this is probably 2015, 16, 17-ish. Their you know? last home game was 1993 in the playoffs. Their last home playoff oh, game 90, was 1993? The 1993 season, but in 1994. Okay. So Matthew Stafford went to Lions ownership and said, guys, I've been here 12 years, 13 years, whatever it is. We haven't won jack squat. I've put up Hall of Fame caliber statistics. I've taken a world-class beatdown. Will you please accommodate my request and trade me? And the Lions said, you know what, Matthew? We love you. We appreciate you. And we will accommodate that request. Little did Matthew Stafford know, and people know the story by now, he's down in Cabo at Chileno Bay. Um, he's staying there. Andrew Whitworth was playing for the Rams. He's staying there. Um, and and Sean McVay is down there as well. And, and you know what? Sean McVay wanted to get rid of Jared Goff. Sean McVay had decided that Jared Goff, even though he's been to a Super Bowl and lost it, he is not the quarterback for our team. And they had already signed him to a hundred plus million dollar contract. How do you get out from underneath that contract? Well, the Rams needed a dance partner. They found one in the Detroit Lions. The Lions got a younger starting quarterback and the, the Rams got a more veteran starting quarterback. And the story goes like this. Stafford comes to LA and in his first year, he wins a Super Bowl. Last year, he's hurt all the damn time. And most of us thought it was probably time for him to retire. And he then sticks it in our face this year and has a monster season. On the other hand, Jared Goff, who the Rams gave up on, Jared Goff went to the right team with the right coach, with the right talent around him. And if you were to look side by side at Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff over the last, call it three seasons, it's not, it's not far-fetched to tell you that Jared Goff has been better, healthier, and more productive. In fact, Alex, you could probably put up a side-by-side -side comparison of Stafford versus Goff. But now, think about this weekend. Matthew Stafford comes home to Detroit to play against his former team in their building, a place where he wanted out. And Jared Goff is hosting his former team, a team that did not want him. And if you just put those numbers back up again real quickly, you'll see Goff has more touchdown passes, fewer interceptions. Their quarterback rating is virtually the same. Goff has about 2,000 more passing yards. Eh, maybe not. Maybe call it like 1,200 more passing yards. And their record, I mean, Jared Goff has led the Detroit Lions to a 24-23-1 record, whereas Matthew Stafford with a Super Bowl, 24-17. and They're really, really close. I mean, the numbers are super close. So, fellas, it's only Monday, but I'll ask you, who do you think is going to win this game? Hmm. Brown already gave it away in the first segment. Yeah, I, I kind of already popped that bubble for a lot of people. I think this is going to be the surprise of the weekend. I think the Rams are going to win this game, and I think it's going to be an offensive shootout. I think the Rams with a healthy Cooper Cup, with a healthy Puka Nakua, and a guy and a head coach who's been there, done that, knows how to get his guys prepared, and Matthew Stafford going back to Detroit with a little something for him. So I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of levels to this game, and I think that – with what Sean McVay can do offensively, as much as I've loved the Detroit Lions story, and if they would have matched up with anybody but anybody but the Rams, I would have picked them. But I can't 
I I I like what I like the Rams magic on offense, man. I really do. I really do. What do you think, Alex? Uh, at this moment, I it's early in the week. Just uh yeah, thoughts. at this moment, initial thoughts. I want to pick the Rams just because they've just been on a on a heater since the since the bye week, you know, and they've just been absolutely dominating since the bye week. Stafford looks healthy, Puka looks healthy, Kyron Williams is healthy. I didn't mean to say Puka, he's been healthy. Cooper Cup looks healthy. So I think if the defense can step up, if Aaron Donald can be Aaron Donald, I like the Rams at this moment, but I could very easily be swayed into saying the Lions are going to win easily, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Right, but can you also (laughs) – but the Rams the Rams have been as hot as the Bills. So people feel so so secure in how awesome the Bills have been playing lately. Why don't they feel that same energy about the Rams? No, I don't don't think anybody feels any confident about the Bills. They haven't looked good winning at all. I don't feel that way about the Bills. I I, I will yeah. say this. I, I said they're like, like the worst two seed in AFC history. Like, I think the Bills are not a good you did team. Say that, that's fair. Yeah. I you do. I think the reason that most of us discount the Lions is because the Lions have been bad our entire lives. I mean, you mentioned it yeah. that the last time they they hosted a playoff game was 1994. I mean, that's Barry Sanders. That's Wayne Fonts. That's Scott Mitchell as their starting quarterback. Ooh. You know, that's that's Herman Moore as their wide receiver, you know, I mean, mm. they are a, they're not a good organization. They have not been a good organization. They were laughed at when they hired Dan Campbell. They were ridiculed mm-hmm. when they got Jared Goff. Um, most of us don't think of the Lions as being a good organization, but you're home. You've been building towards this and to get a chance to have Matthew Stafford come back. If you're Jared Goff, you talk about a defining moment in your career. That coach didn't want me. That general manager signed me and was willing to trade me. That quarterback went to my team and won a Super Bowl. And I, I'll remember when, when Detroit played the, uh, the, the Rams. I want to say it was the first year of the trade. Yeah. And, and the Rams won the game. And after the game, Stafford hugged it out with, um, with Goff. And I remember him saying to him, these were the, his words, hang in there. Hang in there is a way of saying, I know that a beating is coming and I know that a lot of losing is coming. Jared Goff has been part of the solution in Detroit. You're home and you've got a chance to beat that team. Not the Cowboys, not the Packers, not not the Buccaneers. You have a chance to beat that team, your former team. My my gut on Monday says I got to go with the Lions. Yeah. Well, this trade has worked out for both teams, no doubt. And I don't Mm -hmm. care what Jared Goff and the Lions turn into. Getting the one Super Bowl... That trade will always be a win for the Rams, no matter what happens. Yep. And the Lions, what they did with those picks, and I just went back to look at it because now you can look at what they did with the picks. They freaking, they did excellent. They got Jared Goff. They got Jameson Williams, who's like, okay. But they got Jameer Gibbs and Sam Laporta, all from draft picks they acquired in that trade. They built their offense on that trade. Yep. So excellent, excellent for excellent deal for both sides. Right. And, and I, hope for... Sam Lep- I hope Sam Laporta is okay because he had a, looked like he had a little knee injury at some point. Uh, hey, um, yesterday's game as well. Hey, we won't get to it here, but I do want to remind everybody um, that our friends at Tori Holistics, they do have a new promo code for you pulling into 2024. It's better bud, B E T T E R better bud. And if you use that promo code uh, and you spend $75 or more, you're going to get a 20% savings at Tori Holistics and at California Holistics. So either click on our QR code for those of you that are watching or for those of you that are listening, it's better bud. And that's how you save 20% at Tori Holistics and California Holistics. All right, let's do this. For everybody that's listening on radio, more coming your way. Everybody else, let's get uncensored.
All right, everybody, we are into the uncensored portion of today's podcast and uh, really, really happy to be back for the beginning of 2024. Alex, I know one day you had uh, put out a tweet that said, uh, you know, the show is on, but Scott Kaplan is still on vacation. And somebody on Twitter, it was like one person, there's only one person with with no picture uh, of their, you know, you didn't know who they were. Like it was that like eggy sort of avatar kind of thing. One mm-hmm. person, I remember what he said. He said something like, I can't, like, like, I can't anymore with you guys. I never know when the show's on. Scott thinks this is a big hobby. I just can't do it with you guys anymore. And I was mm-hmm. so close to responding, like, shut the fuck up, asshole. You know what I mean? Like, like that was my, that's what I wanted to say. Like, I, what, and I really wanted to say, hey, hey, pal, it's pretty simple. The show's on the radio every day from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. The show is on every single day on YouTube from 3 p.m. Or excuse me, from yeah, from 3 p.m. to like 5 almost, okay? The show is on every day on audio podcasts. You can catch us every night on television between 7 and 8. And I, I, I was so on the verge of responding. Like, go fuck yourself like a hobby. You, don't, you have no idea what goes on here, you know, to keep this thing rolling. And I just, I decided I'm not responding in any way because... I don't know about you guys. I don't really do resolutions per se. I mm-hmm. just try and make improvements. And okay. one of one of my big improvements in this new year is I'm not dealing with drama and bullshit. You know, like I dealt with a shit ton of drama and bullshit last year. Things that took me away from what are more important issues in my professional life, in my personal life, et cetera. And so coming into this new year, I was like, here's one thing I'm doing. Yeah, I want to lose 10 pounds. Who doesn't? You know, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd like to make and save more money. Who doesn't want to do that? Right. But the one thing that I wanted to make a change in is don't deal with the drama and the bullshit anymore. The things that are not critically important to your life, this is for me, the things that are not critically important in your life, don't fuck with that shit. Because that stuff takes you away from the things you're trying to do, the things you're trying to accomplish. So when somebody says, I can't, oh, I just can't do it anymore with you guys. I never know when you're on. Scott thinks it's a hobby. Fuck off. <laughs> let me, let me. Uh, Definitely uh, not starting I, the year happy, just angry. No, I'm happy. No, I'm very happy. Very happy. As a matter of fact, I've made a couple of changes in my like real, real life that uh, probably should have been changed years and years ago. And I was, again, you deal with so much stuff in life that sometimes you just kind of numb yourself to things. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to start making some changes because I know this, this phrase has been said a million times. Oh, the, the definition of insanity is expecting the same shit, you know, not changing how you're doing things and expecting the results, expecting different different results, right? Whatever, whatever the, the, the phrase is, the truth is, is that I, I do want to make positive changes in my life. Like everybody I'm sure wants to make positive changes in their life. And I thought to myself, you know what, maybe this would be like a really drastic thing that I would do that, that, could maybe make a positive impact. So I just, just did it. And, um, you know, I'll see, I'll see how it goes. I'll see where we go from here, but I, um, I'll, I'll say this for a independent, uh, space to be ran like this is, and to have it be growing 
in the way that it is growing naturally. It's growing in a grassroots way. For a person to have a negative opinion of it, fuck them. Well, fuck them. people are. So, people are. Right, and this is this is why I only read the comments on Twitter when I really want to laugh. Because to all the people who listen to this show, great, awesome, thank you, welcome. And to the people who were choosing not to listen to this show, thank you for listening when you did. Keep talking about it. You ain't got to listen to it. Well, I know that's why that's why last week I, mean, I know I talked about it a little bit on the show today when when the whole Coach Quintera controversy came down. I remember um, I was in Mexico and um, my girlfriend was inside the house and she was working on something. And my phone rang with this guy who's a um, he's a radio insider, you know, and he's kind of chewing my ear. And, he, he, you know, he said to me, he goes, listen, he goes, dude, he goes, I, I saw you, the report on on your theory that that the Padres pushed coach out. And I'm like, what? theory what report what are you talking about at this point i have no idea about what's going on with the new york post and awful announcing i've got no exposure to it and he said the deal is and this is what he told me he goes you know the deal is is that um the radio station decided to fire coach because they're preparing for the arrival of major league soccer in town and their thought would be that Craig Elston, our former longtime colleague, I, does anybody? I like Craig. Does anybody here have any issue with Craig? I've always. I love a, Craig. I yeah, love Craig, Craig. Craig's a good dude. You know, absolutely. I mean, I I feel bad for Coach, but I'm very happy for Craig that he got this midday absolutely. show. I, I yes. hope Craig becomes a really good talk show host. I don't know if he will be or Same he won't here. be. You know, Annie. I, I I know Annie. She worked with us at 1090. Also, I have no Thanks, idea. Eric. I have no idea if Annie can be a good day to day, three or four hour a day talk show host. I have zero idea. Um, good luck. I wish everybody good luck. It's not, it's not an easy thing to do. I mean, just because you're in the media doesn't mean you can be a talk radio show host. That, but all that being said, I remember being on the phone with this guy and he's chewing my ear about this thing. He's like, well, you know, the reason they hired Craig is because they're, they're trying to prepare for soccer and they're getting ready for MLS. And, and I'm like, well, if that's the reason, that's an even dumber reason. Because, because <laughs> if you think that, you know, like MLS is all of a sudden going to like, be some savior or carry you. I mean, what, what are you, are you really serious? Um, not that I'm knocking on MLS. I'm, I'm excited like everybody else is that, that we're going to get a new pro sports team in town. Need a new logo this, though. Need a new logo. But I remember hey, sitting on, I remember, I remember sitting on the other end of the phone going to myself, see this shit right here, this shit right here. It's still 2023. This phone conversation that I'm having right now, I will not have it in 24. Have a nice day, brother. Thanks for calling. Appreciate sure. you but I have no interest in this bullshit. I will still put oh, up with it in 2023, but I'm, I'm out. I mean, drama and bullshit. Now, anybody here have anything that they're doing differently or changing or resolved <clears throat> to do? No more sex for me. 2024. That's a good idea for you. That's a good <laughs> idea. For you. A Never a heard a better a idea. Yeah. For you, that's, so, maybe you guys that's thought, I think in the, in the exclusive, I brought up going to the doctor. I think Brown needs to go to the doctor <laughs> for his throat, man. Hey man, anybody? I told you what my issue is in the morning with my throat. Uh, uh, February first, mm-hmm. first stand up of the year coming to right. y'all, courtesy right. of the Grand Comedy Club and Escondido. Uh, Jason Longhead is working on something with them where we can, uh, I can host and he can bring on some comics from now and then. Uh, working on the deal, but the first one is in the books. Uh, February first we will be taking the stage. And so when we get all the artwork and, and everything lined up, we'll start promoting it in a way that, uh, you know, we can show it to people, but it's go time, baby. It's go time. Yeah. I love it. Hey, um, Alex, you know what we got to do though? 
Um, we got to put a, a plan together and we can look at our calendars for our new year boat trip. Cause remember we were going to do the yacht America in at, as a holiday party in 2023 and two things happened. New year's same boat, right? The, the, well, the boat was, was torn to shreds cause they were, they were repainting the whole thing. That was number one. And then captain Troy's mom passed. Now, Alex, I got to give you credit for this and it makes me feel really good. Um, this past week when I was up in mammoth, captain Troy sent me a message. He said, Hey, were you able to help me with this? So Captain Troy had this um, audio recording of his mom singing a song when she was like 10 years old. So I'm not joking when I tell you that this audio recording was like from an old school transistor radio from back in the fucking like 30s. Right. So um, Captain Troy sent me this audio and he said, hey, can you help me maybe make it sound better? Because it was super grainy and old. And I was like. Uh, you know, I didn't want to say no, like we don't have, we don't have the facilities to do this captain, you know, like, you know, everybody thinks we're like an old school radio station where we've got all these facilities. And I honestly, I kind of forgot about the whole thing. I did. I forgot because I was with my kids and I was with my girlfriend and we were traveling. So I send it to Alex and I said, Alex, do you think there's any way you could help captain Troy make this sound better? And let me tell you something. I don't know what you did, bro, but this thing went from. <laughs> to crystal, crystal clear. And they played this recording that you enhanced at his mom's celebration of life at the end as kind of like the, the end of it all. And dude, he said it brought the house down. So when you do something nice for other people, gosh, it should make you feel good. And Alex, I, I wanted to pass that on to you because Captain Troy was super, super appreciative. And as I told Rachel, I was like, I feel really good that we helped and I didn't do shit other than pass it on to you. And you then cleaned it all up and passed it back to him. But man, he really was impacted by that. That's good. Yeah. We got to get on that quick because, um, January is already a third of the way through. So, well, I was thinking this, you guys tell me when you look at the, um, like AFC and NFC championship weekend, which I want to say is January 28th, I think. Um, I was thinking I had an idea. What if we did the boat on January 27th, the Saturday before the AFC and NFC championship game. Is that, does that make any sense at all? You know, does that, does that work at all in any way? Could yeah. that possibly happen? Yeah. So I'm going to reach out to captain Troy and ask him what he thinks about Saturday, the 27th. That seems like a great day to do it. I think, I think. Yeah. Cause are we going to the Super Bowl? Don't know, man. Do not know. Have not you? You didn't hear. You didn't hear back from the NFL, right? Like usually they they've like. I heard back from them saying that they are still have not sent out any approvals for anybody, and I was like, oh. I find that very hard we, to believe. We yeah. have a we have a working theory. Alex and Which I have is? a working theory. What is the theory? You don't want to go. You don't want to go. That I don't want to go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do yeah. and I don't. I mean, I'll be honest with you. You know, it's like it's the like closer it gets, the more you'll want to go, but you don't yeah. really want to go. Well, I mean, listen, I there's there's a part of me that does and there's a part of me that doesn't. Like like for example, like if Alex's um cousin Nancy, who has that beautiful condo, like if that were available to us, that would make things a lot easier. You know, but I right. doubt it is, right? Alex, I'm sure she's probably going for the Super Bowl, right? She's gonna be there and she said I can stay there. Right. Uh but yeah, I don't know who else is going to be there, but she right. will be there, especially if the Niners go. Then I'm sure my spot might get pu pushed out too because they're all right. Niner fans. Yeah. So, um, I would say well, here's where I stand on the Super Bowl. Yeah, let me hear. My steer, my theory still stands. Okay. Scott don't want to go. 
Is that B word? That, that B word's gonna come out, and it's, it's in, accurate. Is what? What is B? Bitch. Come, come on now. Oh, what, what oh. is B? It's, it's the oh. word of the show, man. Oh, ban- uh, bandwidth. bandwidth. Bandwidth, yeah. maybe. Yeah, bandwidth. Yeah, because it's a lot. It's more than just oh, we're going or we're not. It's a bunch of other stuff. So, well, there's also right. don't forget the financial commitment to it all. That's where the bandwidth comes Correct. In. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, if it doesn't work, I think I can still go because I I might still have to go for other reasons. So I can like still what? represent. What other reasons? For the other job, they want to go. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. if I have a place to stay. Mm-hmm. That does. That's no sweat off my back. That's thousands of dollars saved right there. So yeah. No, I, I listen. I'm not. I'm not opposed to going. Put it this way: if, if we get our uh, credentials approved, which we should, I don't see why we wouldn't. Um, yeah. I mean, I. I just. But I need to go to work on. Um, on finding somebody to help. You know, sponsor it. Yeah. Is LA it's is very LA annoying? Going? How long they're taking? I doubt LA's going. I don't. LA think never goes. LA doesn't go. And, and by they the way, even lot, go. They didn't even go when the Rams were in the Super Bowl, and they were in LA. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of sports radio stations don't really. A lot of you'll see guys fewer and fewer it's sports changed. radio stations are going to go. Everything has changed. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they, the cost of it is not cost efficient, yeah. and the, you don't get the squeeze out of it you used. To. Right. Right. And to be totally honest with you guys, if we go, I don't want to sit there and do a, a, the normal show. Yeah. That's useless. What do we do there and do right. a normal show for? Like we got to go and just explore. Like, yeah, I think we have commitments. We might have to do a segment or two, but like to sit there and just do a normal show and interview, like someone talking about helmets or, you know, uh, get a uh, Debo Samuel again and have him tell us nothing. Like <laughs> I think I genuinely think that if we go like, yeah, I think if we go, we really got to be creative and do something special. Something yeah. Different, I agree. Man. Like fucking walk around Vegas. Like let's right. go to the sphere. Right. Let's go to a show. Let's record right. anything. Drunk. Right to 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 do that, dude. To, how to, dope? How much views would a, a video get if the three of us just get hammered and we record yeah. it? Well, I, I'm telling you, I'm I agree with you. I mean, I think to to go there and just do what what has always been done, which is let's set up on Radio Row and interview yeah. anybody who's a celebrity who's promoting anything, and then like suck up to everybody who, hey, will you come over here and talk about avocados, please? Fuck yeah. that, man. Yeah, we could do that. From I mean, here. one of our one of our <laughs> best moments. One of our best moments since I've been a part of the show was when Sean Merriman almost beat you up. That right. had nothing to do with being actually aired on the show. We just aired it because it happened, but that was a hilarious story that came about. It had nothing to do with them sitting and interviewing. And I don't really know that you've accurately described what happened. I don't know that it was almost Sean Merriman beating me. It was me almost <laughs> kicking Sean Merriman's ass. That was like I me almost we go to, to Radio Row, our number, our number one hit list on guests got to be Sean Merriman. You know, he's yeah. going to be there. Yeah. Like that is the only guy I would want to interview everybody yeah. else or like some UFC fighter. Those guys are always the best anyways. Yeah. All right, let's do this. We'll figure loose. it out. We'll figure it out. We got to, we got to come up with who, who got an idea? Who wants to sponsor it? Let's get Gary V on the show. He'll be there. I love Gary V. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rounder doesn't like him. If he were black, you'd love him. Representation. That's what it's all about. All right, listen, we got to go. We are back tomorrow. Love you guys. So glad to be back for 2024. Peace out.